0: Greetings, S.E. Land. This is Twig. You knew that. Twig's S.E. Reflections, episode number 49. Going to take a little walk around referrals, referral sources, what it is that we want to be considering when we consider developing or cultivating a referral source for our particular work somatic experiencing maybe there's specific things that we need to think about address consider prepare ourselves for when we receive clients who have come from a referral source all of those kinds of things on the way there i have to recontract with myself at least if not with you i can't be exhaustive here i can't even be clinical in a way with this with this there's a there's a formula. We could make a formula. Somebody could make a formula. I've done that in a marketing SE, marketing workshop I did for several years. I used to talk about a formula for what we're about to look at in this episode, episode number 49. But a podcast, it's not a place to be exhaustive. You're, you're out on a walk right now, or you're washing the dishes or driving in your car. There's some traffic. Here's the Metro you know you're you're getting on the next the next train we can't be exhaustive but we can be considered you know we can think about things so let me let me think about this with you a little bit is there are there concerns or special things for us to consider when we're thinking about referrals getting referrals encouraging or asking somebody to be a referral source, somebody to trust us, to essentially use their reputation, their statement of recommendation, to send a person to you, to us as SE practitioners. Why, why would somebody do that? Why should we expect them to do that? And if they're going to do that, what does that mean? You know, um, it's one of the truisms of our work. Most of our clients will probably end up coming to us via some kind of word of mouth. The, The full practice in therapy tends to be the person who has a lot of people out there who say something positive about their work, whether that's former clients or students or Somebody read their book and lots of people read their book and recommended, oh, you know, you should read the book. You should move toward that professional as a therapist or, you know, referral sources, people who, doctors and nurses or other psychotherapists. There could be things to consider in here. I I find that there are things to consider in here, particularly in relationship to SE, because, of course, what we end up doing in our offices, what we end up requesting of people, it's not exactly the norm of what people anticipate and experience in daily life or in other professional offices. In some way, we proceed in a unique way when we meet with people. And it's interesting to consider the dynamics of where people are coming from as they come toward us and meet that unique offering that we make hey you know i wonder if you might track that with me i wonder can you tell me how you feel that oh let's just feel into that a little bit you know all of this kind of like classic oh i wonder if you might just look around the room with me oh you know like what do you see as you look out the window you know that we we do things somewhat differently don't you think you know not always we're not we're not maybe some kind of pink elephant walking in the room just really standing out completely but but it's different so so what what does that mean in terms of setting that up okay just to mention it, because I, I, I just saw a place to be exhaustive. There are other ways that people find us, particularly nowadays, right? The internet, the web is a big resource and reference point for people finding us these days. Also, referral sources like from the SETI website where the practitioner listing and those kind of places. Those are Those are of concern in here, too. Let me narrow down into one of the bigger concerns that I see with this. Here's a thing that I think happens. SE practitioners share, announce, let their other people know that they have this special thing that helps to resolve trauma. And it's powerful and important work. It's a naturalistic approach. It's a short-term approach. It's a nervous system healing approach. It's an organic approach, it's an intelligent approach, it's a fast approach. It's got all of these notions of it's supposed to happen, true, it is. It's waiting to happen, true, it is. It's kind of special and unique, true, it is. It seems to be able to help with things that are otherwise intractable, chronic, repetitive. True, it does. And it has a certain kind of explanation for symptoms that are difficult to peg down and understand fully, but through the lens of psychobiology and polyvagalness and all that kind of stuff and general somatic experiencing, understanding, which I would say has a nice home In Peter's dissertation, it just has a nice home in that work. The first, what, 80 pages of that? Okay. Very unique position of saying, hey, you know, this could probably help. And what it often proposes to help with, or it's often needed or used or referred out because it can help with things that are otherwise intractable. You know what I mean? You see what I mean? There's a long list of what makes SE cool and what makes SE special. And the primary reason, or maybe maybe it's like one proposition, but a primary reason for why a, a person might make a referral is not for other groovy things about what SE is is and what it can do, more likely to help fix things that are otherwise intractable in other words harder situations in other words things that are less easy to move through just more or less of their own because in a way nature is taking its course person needs some support they go to a counselor they share their story they feel better for sharing the story they feel better in general they don't need to go to counseling anymore that counselor's not going to refer you their client to go get SE sessions. Your referral is going to be the client that they've been seeing as a counselor without this kind of background. They've been seeing this person for five years, and they just don't know what to do with them. And now they're going to, oh, you're doing somatic experiencing. Oh, that stuff's like really helpful for trauma and stress. And oh, I'm let me let me send you one of my clients that I kind of haven't really been able to get that thing to change for them yet. Which is to say, more than less, a lot of our referrals from our, you know, other helping professions, doctors, nurses, and such, more than likely going to be the hard stuff. More than likely going to be the sophisticated stuff. More than likely going to be Slower to change. You hear that one? More than likely going to be slower to change. And yet part of the proposition behind SE is that it's quick. It's natural. It's it's a short-term trauma. It's a shock relief. It's a get out of this thing fast kind of thing. And it is. It is that. It helps with that. It helps a lot. If you get in a car accident yesterday and you get to an se practitioner today you are so psyched because everything is ready to move through and you're going to get just the right guidance and the practitioner and in, in all honesty just only has to hold the basic foundations because things are so ready to move through it's perfect well attend to that car accident 20 years later when when things are much more ill at ease and covered over and confused. And that car accident is only one element of a much broader story of hurts and insults upon the organism that is confusing what it is that's supposed to happen in order for a positive change to take place. That's going to take more time. And yet that's maybe more likely the referral we're going to get. And yet a lot of times the environment around our reference is that this is a short-term really groovy cool quick way to help people feel better faster which it is except sometimes it's not and that might mean something because of course one thing that happens i don't know if it's happened to you but it has certainly happened to a number of people is that they get these groovy referrals for these more challenged or people with lower resiliency or more traumatized or having more difficulties that are less uh, amenable to, you know, other kinds of therapy and help. And so they get funneled over, moved over, helped, aided, it's a perfectly appropriate direction, over to an SE practitioner. And yet the feeling or the direction or the, the sale of the referral away from the past practitioner over to the SE practitioner is like, this new groovy helpful thing is going to help so much. Well, it might not. It might be slower. And the understandably in need client who has taken the risk on this change in this referral can sometimes feel that this isn't all it was cracked up to be. And one, two, three sessions in this really feels like it's not going anywhere like why do I need to feel my body right now that doesn't make any sense and some of those more challenging change processes with some people take longer to get the appropriate expectations and manage those expectations to recognize that in many cases with long-standing chronic issues we're going to be taking the longer view out of the change process where it's going to take quite a while to get things stabilized quiet enough in order to reorganize what's happening so that on its own, the system is going to function more, you know, organically, coherently, with greater self-regulation. We'll be able to handle stress better. It'll be wonderful. And that can be off in the distance. And the next step from here might not have the relief that might be anticipated if this is a big, grand solution to a problem that has proven intractable so far. Did that make sense? Did, did, did one of you just shout, yes, out loud, like right now, just like, yes? That makes sense, right? We, it's something, it's something, it's something to, to consider. In fact, with SE in general coming from referrals, it's somewhat important for us to have an eye for managing expectations. I remember distinctly watching Peter Levine receive a demonstration person and they had at the very beginning of the session, a quick conversation wherein Peter adjusted the expectations of the session by both asking what the client had come in order to, you know, improve that classic question, you know if, if something could change for you today, something could be moving more in the direction you want it to be going, what, what do you imagine that would be, one invitation question to try to narrow down to a focus for this session or a direction for Peter, perhaps? And so he asked that question, and there was, you know, of course, the idea, the hope that everything could change in this one hour, and, and Peter just did this very nice conversation around adjusting the expectations for this one hour, and, and maybe we, we just want to consider that from referrals, that when people are coming to us, they've read the book, they've read the book and they have high expectations of what's to happen. Or they've, they've met a friend who had successful, quick, short-order therapy with us and, and things really quieted and resolved very gently or easily or quickly. Or, you know, there was clear execution of various different self-protective responses, things really quieted down. Oh, I can go back to normalcy. I feel very good about that. Well, they have a friend perhaps, and that person has similar needs, but has a longer background or more distress or more accumulated stress, we might say, more developmental overlay of different kinds of issues involved. It might not be the same pattern and path for everybody. And am I giving you a formula right now for managing those expectations? I think I need to not do that. I do want to just lean on this though and say, you'll want to account for it. I think you'll want to account for it. You'll, if you're cultivating a referral source, you might want to consider what it is you'd like them to tell prospective clients. You might explain to a doctor or a nurse what you do and what it's about in completely different language than what you would like them to share with their referrals, who they're going to send to you. You might give heady information about the stress response to the therapist that you have down the hall who's going to send people to you, and you might specifically say, and at the same time, when you're you're introducing this or suggesting people come to me, maybe we... We just kind of help make this an experiment or an investigation or a test or something we're going to try a little bit of to see if we can get things going in the right direction. So as to start off with things a little bit less critical that you are the genius that created all of this, because I don't know about you, but I'm not. And so it's nice when people don't expect me to be that way. In any case, I hope that gives you something to think about when you're wondering, how is it that I want people to describe my work? What is it that I want my clients to be expecting and and knowing about this before they come here? And how can I adjust what they're expecting with what I have to offer so that we're going to find more success with what it is we're trying to do in this room together? Okay, there you go. Episode number 49, Twigzessy Reflection. Waving goodbye now. Bye bye. Shout out with me if you've ever been caught by that unmanaged expectations that one or two SE sessions is gonna solve the whole problem. The magic session. Those those are real. Those happen. I've been a part of those. I I know that a lot of you have. It's real. And yet at the same time we know we know it's true, right? This is a directionality thing trying to move things more in the direction we want them to be going, less where we don't want them to be going, more more in the direction of feeling better over time. Sometimes we have to manage those expectations, and it's better to do that from the beginning. Yes, it is. Get up, get up. I'm going to say goodbye now. Get up, get up. Bye now.